0: Forces Radio invite you to sit back and enjoy another strange story by The Whistler. I know many strange tales hidden in the hearts of men and women who have stepped into the shadows. Yes, I know the nameless terrors of which they dare not speak. And now the whistler's strange story: the Chinese elephant puzzle. The night stretches black and humid over Singapore, and the murky heat teems up from the street through the sandals of the rickshaw boy as he pulls his fare through a narrow back street. Inside the rickshaw, impeccably attired in a white linen suit that is not yet wilted, sits Elliot Wilson, agent for Crawford Pierce Incorporated, art importers and exporters. Finally, the boy jogs to a stop. Elliot Wilson steps out onto a dimly lit street corner. Pays the rickshaw boy and watches him trot off into the night. Once the boy is out of sight, Elliot turns, enters the door in the back of an ancient building. Inside the faintly lighted room, he moves unnoticed through the half-stupid crowd, through the tinkling glass curtain at the far end, and into a smaller room where Nils Hanson maintains his dingy headquarters. Hello, Hanson. Oh, hello, Elliot. I thought you were about due. Yes, I'm right on time. Did you ship the stuff out okay? Yes. A <laughs> Chinese elephant puzzle is on its way to San Francisco. Passed inspection okay. Huh? Perfectly. Why shouldn't it? Looks just like a small Chinese elephant. Puzzle with more than a hundred interlocking pieces. So find the footage You can hardly see the cracks. <laughs> you can't tell by looking at it that it's packed with diamonds. It, it didn't rattle or anything, huh? No, rattles nothing. Everything went fine. Simple as mailing a letter. And I uh, checked again to be sure. It'll arrive in San Francisco on Friday. Mm Mm-hmm. This this guy in Frisco, Jim Craig. You sure you can trust him? I'm positive. The gift shop he works for is a big customer of mine. Craig unpacks everything I send back. Friday, among other things, he'll receive the elephant puzzle. You take the diamonds I get there. You put the handsome little elephant on the shelf for sale, along with the other things. A very simple operation. Simple for you. I did the dirty work. I got the ice. That was our deal, Hanson. If you weren't satisfied with your cut, you should have said so before. My bargaining position wasn't much good, remember? A guy with a record like mine can't make very good deals. What about the payoff? When do I get my cut? Your cut? Why, right now, Hanson. Hey, what's the idea? Here's your (laughs) cut! And crumples to the floor, dead from the quick, calculated movement of your knife, Elliot. That was his cut, death. You bend over him, make certain the payoff is final, and soon you're outside again, swallowed up in the pedestrian traffic of the Singapore night. You spend the next few days winding up your business affairs in preparation for your flight back to the States, and finally the day of your departure arrives. Then you're airborne. The Great Plains streaking out across the South China Sea toward the Pacific. Every hour, bringing you hundreds of miles nearer to San Francisco. At last, on Monday, as you planned, you are there, setting down at Mill's field. And you're certain that Craig has received the elephant puzzle and its cargo of diamonds the Friday before. Less than an hour after you land, you're at the door of Jim Craig's apartment and the anticipation within you mounts. But it isn't Craig who answers your ring. (coughs)
1: May I help you?
0: Oh, I'm looking for Jim Craig. Uh, This is his apartment, isn't it?
1: It was. I'm the house manager.
0: What do you mean, it was? He moved? He's dead. Dead? But When?
1: He was killed a week ago. A car hit him.
0: A week ago, Elliot. Jim Craig was killed by a car a week ago. He wasn't alive last Friday to receive the elephant bottle. He couldn't have unpacked it and taken the diamond from it last Friday. You stand there stunned. May you remember? The gift shop. That's it, Elliot. You've got to get to the gift shop where Craig worked. Find the puzzle and buy it. That's your only chance, Elliot. Good afternoon. May I help you? Oh, well, 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 Mr. Wilson. Hello. My goodness, I had no idea you were any place in the wide, wide world but Singapore. Now, how are you, Evans? Oh, you know me, Mr. Wilson. I'm always fine, just fine. Except, of course, recently, just a week ago, our Mr. Craig... Yes, yes, I just heard. I'm terribly sorry. Of course you are. Of course you are. All of us here, of course.
2: Family, you know. That's what we are here at the shop. Simply a family. But then, we're being brave, Mr. Wilson. Simply carrying on.
0: Yes, I'm sure you are, Evans, and that's as it should be. Uh... Mind if I have a look around? I'd uh, like to see some of the pieces I've sent you. <laughs> For a sentimental reasons. Well, of course. Just you look all you like. All right. Oh, I recognize that silverware. Pure Malayan. Mm-hmm. Must have sent that about three weeks ago, didn't I? You
1: did. You did just that. And oh, it, it is a good seller.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, is that uh, pottery on the next shelf? Uh, you know, I, I uh, wonder. Oh, then I, I suppose not. Uh, looking for something in particular, are we, Mr. Wilson? Well, no, not really. It's a silly notion of mine. You, you may not remember it at all. Oh, uh, now, don't say that, Mr. Wilson. Why, I remember every single little item you said. So distinctive, so simply distinctive. Uh, now, just what are we looking for? Uh, well, as a matter of fact, it probably arrived about last Friday, I imagine. An oriental puzzle, uh, a small elephant.
2: Oh, of course, of course it arrived. And last Friday, too. You know, I tried to work it. I
0: just couldn't, just couldn't get it apart. <laughs> it's easy once you know how. Uh, I'd like to buy it back from you, Evans. I sort of took a fancy to it. Oh, I am sick, Mr. Wilson. Simply sick. What? What do you mean? Well, it's gone, gone. I sold it. I never dreamed you'd want it. Never dreamed. The Saturday morning, first thing Saturday morning, I sold it. You... Remember who you sold it to by any chance? Why, uh, yes, sir. an elderly gentleman. who was short and heavy. His name? Oh, I'm afraid I don't know.
2: what oh, is Alfred Hotchkicks speaking. Among the lesser-known contributions of the alluring Madame de Pompadour to the court of France were the steps she took to improve the nation's economy. In 1759, during one of her free moments, she influenced the crowd to appoint a new financial minister. The new minister wasted no time in making sweeping changes in the economy. He cut government expenses greatly and went so far as to propose a tax on the land held by the nobility. Need I say, his actions were in no way popular with the ruling class. They ridiculed his money-saving policies. They even associated his name with a new form of art that was then the rage. An art form in which the figures were reduced to their simplest form, black outlines on white. To the nobles, this was another way in which a chien de silhouette was saving money.
0: To be so simple, wasn't it, Elliot? All you had to do once Hanson was out of the way back in Singapore was to get to San Francisco and collect the diamond from Jim Craig. But Craig was killed before the small elephant puzzle with a diamond safely tucked away in it arrived. And now you discover the elephant has been sold, and the clerk Evans has no idea of the purchaser's identity. You turn and start slowly out of the shop, and then,
1: oh, Mr. Wilson, what? I just thought of something. The man who bought the Chinese elephant puzzle, uh, as he was leaving the store, I remember he stopped the chat with one of the other clerks,
0: uh, with Miss Solinston. You mean you think she uh, Yes, yes, she probably knows him by name. Uh, just a minute, I'll ask. Early that afternoon, you're on the move again, Elliot, headed upstate toward a small community on the Sacramento River, and a man named Alton Galloway. The man who purchased the elephant puzzle. By evening, your train arrives in Riverview. You duck into a small hotel and casually inquire about Mr. Galloway. And half an hour later, you're sitting in the large study of the Galloway home where he keeps his art collection. Galloway, a small man with a massive shock of white hair, sits at his desk, peering at you over his glasses. And as you talk, his glance shifts occasionally to a table nearby, to the small elephant resting on it. So you see, Mr. Galloway, I expressly bought the Chinese elephant puzzle for a customer of ours in San Francisco, and uh, through some error, it was sold to you. It's a fine piece, excellent bit of work, a real buy, and incidentally, (laughs) a real puzzle. Of course, I hope you won't be too disappointed. I won't be, Mr. Wilson. Oh, fine, fine, I see. I have no intention of returning the elephant puzzle. But Mr. Galloway, a deal is a deal. Surely, Mr. Galloway, with all the many fine pieces you already have, I... Didn't I did buy it for myself, Mr. Wilson. I'm planning it as a surprise for my nephew in New York. It's for his collection. <laughs> He's a fiend on Chinese puzzles. You're sending it back east? Yes, in the morning. Oh, uh, excuse me. Your eyes follow Galloway as he walks past you and disappears into the hall. You've failed, haven't you, Elliot? You could offer him money. A great deal of money, couldn't you? But that would only arouse a suspicion. You'll have to find another way. And then suddenly an idea hits you. Quickly you step around Galloway's desk to the French windows opening under the patio. Slip the latch. And then hurry back to your chair. When he returns, you get to your feet. Uh, Well, Mr. Galloway, I've already taken up too much of your time. Mm, It's quite all right. You won't change your mind, sir. (laughs) I'm afraid not. (laughs) Well, I... Try it anyway. No hard feelings. No, sir. no hard feelings. As you said, Mr. Galloway, a deal's a deal. Good night. Outside in the shadows, you don't have long to wait, do you, Elliot? A half hour or so after you see the lights in the Galloway house go out, you move quickly to the patio. Slip inside through the French windows. As you move cautiously around the desk across the study, you smile to yourself. How simple it's going to be You've only to remove the gems From the Chinese elephant puzzle Replace it on the table and leave And no one will ever know Then as you reach the table And pick up the elephant I've been waiting for you, Mr. Wilson huh? You whirl at the sound of Galloway's voice Then the lights go on Galloway is sitting in the high-back chair A pistol resting in his lap Surprised, Mr. Wilson? Hi Hello, Mr. Galloway I, I knew I... you'd be back I happened to see you from the hall While I was on the telephone or you unlocked the French windows. Now, if you'll kindly put the elephant back where you found it, thank you. What's this all about, Mr. Wilson? Oh. All right, Mr. Galloway. Maybe we can make a deal. I'll give you a thousand dollars for the elephant puzzle. A thousand? Well, well, well. <laughs> that is interesting. Perhaps I'd better examine that elephant more closely. Must be something quite unusual about it. Something that I must overlook. Two thousand, Mr. Galloway. Is it a deal? Sorry. Now, if you step out in the hall, I'll call the police. Well, Mr. Wilson? Okay. Okay. You're making a big mistake, Mr. Galloway. Am I? I don't think so. Go ahead. After you. As Galloway steps aside to let you enter the hall, you see your chance. His eyes leave you for a moment. In that split second, you lunge for the gun. The two of you fall back into the study. He's surprisingly strong and quick for his age, isn't he, Elliot? You're having trouble taking the gun away from him. Twice he jams the gun butt into your chest, and the pain is almost more than you can bear. But you hold on grimly. Finally, you manage to grab his wrist, twist it sharply, and then... <sighs> you stare down at the still form at your feet. He's dead, isn't he, Elliot? The gun still clutched tightly in his hand. You hadn't expected this to happen. And now you've got to get away as quickly as you can. But first, you're going to take what you came for. And as you turn and start across the room, you hear footsteps outside on the patio. You drop behind the desk just in time. As a man comes running in through the open French windows, he hurries past you into the room. Mr. Galloway! Mr.
1: Galloway! Mr. Galloway! Good Lord!
0: Get me the sheriff's office quickly. You've got to run for it now, Elliot. You glance across the room to the table, the elephant. You decide that you can't risk going for it. The man phoning the police in the hall would certainly see you. So you slip quietly out through the French windows, across the patio, and run into the cover of night. <laughs> You walk along the quiet streets of the village for almost an hour, wondering what your next move will be. You've made up your mind, haven't you? You're not going back to San Francisco without the Chinese elephant puzzle and the gems inside it, the diamonds worth almost a quarter of a million dollars. Somehow, you've got to get back inside that house. And then suddenly, it all becomes clear to you. It's a bold move, Elliot, but you're certain it'll work. You turn around and head back toward the Galloway house. Yeah? Uh, Mr. Galloway, is he in? Well, uh... I'm, uh, Elliot Wilson of Crawford Pierce, art dealer's in San Francisco. Uh, he, he'll know. Crawford Pierce, huh? Oh, yeah. I've heard of him. Come on in. I, uh, noticed the police car outside. Something wrong? Mr. Galloway is dead. I'm Sheriff he's Dead? That's impossible. I talked to him on the phone, only... It happened suddenly. Why? I just can't believe it. Accident? Murder. Mr. Galloway, murdered? Good heavens. You uh, you had an appointment with Mr. Galloway? Yes, as I did have an appointment with him. You see, we got some new pieces in from the Orient, and I thought he might be interested. Uh, Sheriff. Oh, all through in there, Perry? Yeah, it's all yours, Sheriff. i getting back to the office. Okay. Uh, would you mind sticking around, Mr. Wilson? I might want to ask you a few questions. Oh, yes, I'd be glad to. Good.
1: Now, well, Perry, i got a couple of things for you to do. When you get back, Call the coroner. Hello. What? Oh. oh, I didn't mean to startle you. I'm Amy Ettinger, reporter with View Sentinel. How do you do? I also run a Lonely Hearts column. Oh, and if you ever want any recipes, write to Aunt Clara. That's me. <laughs> uh, you're Elliot Wilson, art dealer. What? Oh, yes, that's right. I I uh, overheard you telling the boyfriend. The
0: boyfriend?
1: Yeah, Chef Coster. We've been going steady for five years now. He doesn't approve of my working for a newspaper. I see. Uh, Come on, I'll I'll show you some of Mr. Galloway's stuff.
0: Well, um, the sheriff asked me to stay here.
1: Oh, you won't mind. Like I said, he's the boyfriend. Mr. Galloway's things are worth a lot of money, I suppose, but this oriental art (laughs) leaves me cold. But I I ought to take some pictures of all this stuff.
0: Oh, you're a photographer, too?
1: A small-town reporter has to be ready for any emergency. That's my equipment out there in the hall.
0: Oh? Well, his uh, collection might make a nice story. Uh, Why not take a few
1: shots? Well, if you think so. Well, sure. Worth a try, anyway. Uh, you stay right there, Mr. Wilson. Be right back.
0: The opportunity you've been waiting for presents itself suddenly, doesn't it, Elliot? And you find yourself alone in the room. Quickly, you flip the elephant into the pocket of your trench coat. In a few moments, the girl returns. Sheriff Coster is with
1: her. It's all right, isn't
0: it, Hank? Oh, I guess you can take pictures if you want to. You just stay out of the way, huh?
1: Okay.
0: Uh, by the way, what'd you do with the list?
1: Over there, on the desk. Uh,
0: Sheriff. Hmm? Oh, Mr. Wilson. I was just wondering. You said this was murder. Mr. Galloway was shot with his own gun. It wasn't accidental. But why? I mean... Oh, it's hard to say offhand. Could be that Galloway surprised somebody here in the study. It was a struggle, you know. Stuff here is uh, pretty valuable, isn't it? Oh, yes. Is anything missing? I haven't checked yet. We'll know as soon as I look over this list. List? Uh, Galloway kept a record of all this. a sort of a catalog. Oh, yes, I see. Yes, of course, he, he would. Sure the a long list. <laughs> hmm. The same. You're an art dealer. Maybe you could help us check this list. (laughs) I'm not much on oriental art. Of course, Sheriff. I'd be glad to. You spend the next hour checking over the items of the Galloway collection with Sheriff Costner. And you're relieved to learn that the Chinese elephant puzzle isn't listed. It won't be missed at all. Everything else on the list is there. The sheriff thanks you for your assistance and tells you that you're free to go. So you leave in swimming idly through the catalog, Amy preparing to take her photographs of the murder scene, the Galloway Collection. On the way back to your hotel, you stop on a deserted side road and remove the diamonds from the puzzle. Smile as you gaze at them in the palm of your hand. Then you slip the gems into your pocket, finish breaking down the puzzle and... Throw the pieces one at a time into the river. A quarter of an hour later, you walk into your hotel. Evening, Mr. Wilson. Oh, good evening. Uh, Could you tell me when I can catch the next train back to San Francisco? Uh, Let me see now. I I don't believe there's one coming through till morning. Oh, not till then. Just a second. Uh, That's right, 8.35 in the morning. Oh, that's all right. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Leaving us so soon, Mr. Wilson? Oh, yes, I'm afraid I have to get back. Well, maybe next time you'll spend a little more time with us. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Hope you enjoyed your visit. Yes, very much. I found my stay in Riverview pleasant. Very pleasant.
2: This is Alfred Hotskik speaking. And I've just discovered the identity of the patron saint of radio and television performers. He was the Reverend W.A. Spooner of England. This good gentleman was the dean of New College, Oxford, during latter part of the 19th century. And when he delivered a lecture on campus, it was generally well attended. Why? Because when the Reverend Mr. Spooner became excited over what he was saying, he generally twisted his words quite badly. A phrase like, the conquering kings, would come out the kinkering cons. The poets Keats, Byron, and Shelley might be referred to by Dean Spooner as Beats, Siren, and Kelly. Students eagerly attended his lectures, waiting for the next faux pas. Soon they began referring to their mentor's word scramblings as spoonerisms. And to this day, their name has stuck. The kind of blooper in which some key syllables wind up where they don't belong is still known as a Spoonerism <laughs>
0: The case has ended, hasn't it, Elliot? The diamonds are once more in your possession. A quarter of a million dollars worth. And now you won't have to share it with anyone. The following morning, you board the train with the diamonds safely tucked away in your luggage. And finally, when you arrive in San Francisco, you hurry to your apartment. You're not going to waste any time cashing in on the diamonds, are you? You put in a phone call to one of your contacts that you're certain will make a good deal for you. And then spend the rest of the day in your apartment. Early that evening, you're sitting at your desk examining the diamonds when the doorbell rings. You slip the diamonds into the desk drawer and close it. Come in, Dave. Why, Sheriff Coster. Good evening, Mr. Wilson. Can we come in? Oh, yes, of course. This is Lieutenant Newman, San Francisco Police. We're working on the Galloway case together. Uh, Is that so? How do you do, Lieutenant? Hello, Mr. Wilson. Uh, you knew a man named Hanson back in Singapore, didn't you? Uh, yes, yes. I believe I met him once or twice. The Singapore police were after him in connection with some stolen diamonds. They caught up in him last week. Too so little late. He was dead. Oh, uh, too bad. We've been told by Singapore that Hanson had arranged to have those diamonds smuggled into this country. When his body was found, the diamonds were missing. And Hanson had no money on him as his share of the payoff. Lieutenant Newman here thinks it all ties in somehow with the Galloway murder, Mr. Wilson. But how could that be, Sheriff? Mr. Galloway bought a Chinese puzzle in the form of an elephant. Our investigation shows that you had it shipped over from Singapore. I... Yes, well, I, I buy and ship so many things. I. Yeah, sure I know. Well, anyway, that elephant puzzle is missing from Galloway's collection. Missing. The sheriff, you and I, checked the catalog. Uh, it wasn't listed, I know. Yet Mr. Galloway hadn't gotten around to it yet. Well, then how do you know there was an elephant? These photographs Amy Ettinger took after you left. She happened to show them to me. I noticed something. I compared them with the photographs my deputy had taken earlier. What? As well, matter of fact, he was leaving the house as you came in. Uh, anyway, in his photograph, the elephant puzzle was there on a small table not far from the body. In Amy's picture, it wasn't. Hey. There were only three persons in that room. Now, look, Sheriff. I didn't take that elephant. Neither did Amy. That leaves you, Mr. Wilson. (laughs) Well, gentlemen, I can assure you that elephant isn't here. (laughs) You welcomed it. The uh, elephant is only part of it, Mr. Wilson. What we're most interested in is the diamonds. We have a full description of them. And the Singapore police are certain that when we find the man with the diamonds, we've got the man who murdered Hanson. That makes you think that I... We don't... Think anything yet, Mr. Wilson. But I'm afraid we'll have to search your apartment. I guess we might as well start right here, in your desk drawer. tonight's story were Bill Foreman and Willard Waterman. The Whistler was produced and directed by George W. Allen, with story by Gordon Gray and John Hunt, music by Wilbur Hatch, and was transmitted to our troops overseas by the Armed Forces Radio Service. The Whistler is entirely fictional and all characters portrayed on The Whistler are also fictional. Any similarity of names or resemblance to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. at the same time for The Whistler. The Whistler has come to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.